0: Okay, we are holding in chapter 42 in parak Men We're on page number, on the bottom of the Tanya, page 221.
1: I delayed it just enough time for you to get
0: it. And look who's here. They told me you weren't invited tonight. I don't. (laughs) Um, Okay, so on the bottom of the Tanya is page 221 of the Hebrew English. And it's about 10 lines from the top. The line begins with ha'achas. We're actually just starting time. You know, always the first 15 minutes losing. You missed the main part. Plus <laughs> a dramatic story this time. We'll have to give you Hazar. Okay. Got it? By the word ha'achas, it's the first word of a line about 15 lines down on the page. Okay? What have we been learning in this parrach? We had a break of a, probably two, a two-week break, I think. Um, so... He started off with an interesting Gemara. The Gemara says, well, the Pasuk says, The Pasuk says, Moshe Rabbeinu turns to the Jewish people and he says, Ma Hashem shoel ki yira oso. What is God asking of you just to fear Hashem? Like, big deal. Moshe tells the Jewish people, um, in, in, indicating or insinuating that fear of Hashem is no big deal. So the Gemara already says, uh, excuse me, like, v'hi yira milsa zutrasa zit- hi. Yira is not such a small deal at all. Yira is Hashem. And the Gemara gives famously that enigmatic answer and says, well, for Moshe it's a small deal. That's the end of the Gemara. So Moshe Abedus song telling the Jewish people, ah, just hear Hashem, for Moshe that's easy. So Tanya asks, but Moshe wasn't talking to himself. Moshe was talking to Klal Yisrael. So if he's talking to the Jewish people, what kind of answer is that for him it's easy? He's addressing them and telling them it's easy for them. So what's the story with that? So the Tanya approaches, and that's what we learned last time, that Moshe is not just Moshe. Moshe actually gives each and every one of us from himself. And that's the idea that Moshe is one of, the one of the shepherds of Klal Yisrael. And a shepherd means that just like a shepherd takes care of the flock and gives them the food they need to eat, Moshe Rabbeinu and the other shepherds of Klal Yisrael give us spiritual powers. And the spiritual power that Moshe gives us is Das. Das is the ability to connect to what we learn in a way that it has an effect upon us. Um, one of the biggest uh, problems of learning is that, well' have a problem of learning, but one of the um, weak points, if you will, is that sometimes we can learn, but it remains very disconnected, very aloof. It doesn't affect me. Das is the ability to truly connect to what we learn in a way that we become truly inspired from it. Moshe is the madrega is the level of Das, He's the, uh, the ultimate expression of connection to godliness. So therefore he feeds our Nishama with the ability for us to learn about Hashem and be connected to what we learn in a way that makes us have true Yura HaShem. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu is not just saying, oh, you know, for me it's easy. What he's saying is that I inspire, I give you the kayak that you should also have your HaShem. That was one point. And the other point we talked about was that sparks come down from Moshe Rabbeinu's neshama and go into the tzaddikim of the generations. So that the tzaddikim, so really, so to speak, we're being affected by Moshe Rabbeinu in a double way. For Moshe Rabbeinu himself, who is affecting our neshamas, and from the many Moshe Rabbeinu's, in every generation, the tzaddikim and the generations, that they too help us come to Yeres Shamayim. So all that is what we learned, why Moshe is saying that Yeres Hashem is something that's accessible to you and attainable by you, because Moshe Rabbeinu is feeding that power of coming to Yeres Shemaim that each and every one of us has. That's, in short, what we learned already in the paper. So, yes. so
1: the idea is a nice idea, but... The way that Moshe says it in the pasuk, why does not he even say that? Like, you, you know, what does Hashem want me to just have Yiras Hashem, Yir Hashem and I'm with you, or something?
0: Why right, doesn't he add the words?
1: Yeah. Or add something to like, we're we But it seems like it seems like it's Pash, and pasuk shat. He's saying that it's an easier thing. Like, okay. so what, what what am I missing?
0: Okay, I don't have an answer to your question. Well. Um, but what I think what is being said is that it means pasuk shat that Yura is not a hard thing. Now, the reason why not, we're understanding the inner workings behind it. Mm-hmm. But he just—he wasn't going to tell them the philosophy of how it's going to work. He's just telling them the fact is that Yerash Shemaim is something that's within the grasp of each and every one of you. And then, like so many areas of Torah, the Torah gives us the cryptic idea, and then the Svarim explained the depth behind it and how it, the inner workings of that. Okay.
2: Okay. At what point did he say that? When did he say that? This, right is, after?
0: this is the last point of his life, and was in, that, in the Chumash Devarim.
2: Say, how much after they received the Torah? And 40 years. That a long time. Yeah, right. The entire
0: <laughs> Chumash Devarim is Moshe Rabbeinu's talk to the Jewish people the last month of his life, the month and seven days of his life. And that's what he's really preparing them for, the it. future, going to Israel and where he's and not going to be. Have,
1: these people didn't have a proper year after they saw the Matos in the, 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 and the after Right. So why would he say, he doesn't say Right, <laughs> right.
0: But this is the next generation, because right. that, that, that generation plan. passed on already. Right, this is already the generation that's going into Israel. It's the, this is the generation where Qal Yisrael really begins, so to speak, in earnest. The uh, 40-year generation of the Midbar is an interesting story. And they're gone, and now he's addressing the future, the future of Qal Yisrael. Now, having said that, it still doesn't mean that Yer is is an easy thing for all of us. It means that it's something that we have the perfect ability to attain, but it still requires effort. And the reason it requires effort is because At the end of the day, our neshama is being fed all of those powers, but we all have a healthy and vibrant guf, a body, an animal soul, um, and therefore we have to um, bring out, we have to reveal that power of yura that we have. So what what we're going to discuss today is he talks about a few of the important steps that we need to do in order to um, inspire yura Shaman within ourselves, so we're going to read a very interesting part of Tanya. Plus, I'm going to share with you a fascinating story that I may have shared here in the past, but it's directly related to this sh- uh, part of Tanya that we're going to read today. So, let's read. Ha'achas. He says, basically, there's two main points that we need to work on if we want that Yir HaShemayim to take hold, to be revealed within ourselves. Ha'achas, he yigias He calls it the toil of the flesh. Control <clears throat> of the body. What does that mean? Basically, what that means is, he says, to get the body out of the way. <laughs> what does that mean? He says, let's read inside. Levatish eshaguf ulehachniyoy. To levatish literally means to humble or to crush. How does he say it here? Uh, the cr- crushing of the of the body and its submission. al that it should not darken or. The light of the soul. Commission is barli il as mentioned earlier from the Zohar. Now, before we get any ideas in our mind, let's see what he means. When he says to crush the body, he doesn't mean physically to hurt ourselves in any way. Right? There was a philosophy before the Bal Tov of people that would literally hurt their bodies in order to crush it. <laughs> so that they should be much more, they felt that would bring help them be more spiritual people. They would hurt themselves, they would fast. Fasting was a big deal. Just to weaken the body. They wanted to weaken the impulses and weaken the physicality. In in the Some people would roll in the snow. Some people would plunge into freezing cold water. This was before Chasidim. This is before the, ba- the Baal Shem Tov came, and he uh, very strongly opposed that whole derech. In Avodah Hashem. So where's the same?
1: say? Is it say- There's a secret with all that stuff in there. Very very
0: likely. This is something that was practiced by many. It was something that was done. Mm -hmm. Possibly. I I don't remember. It definitely has roots in sfarim, and there's definitely a logic to it. The logic to it is, there is my physicality, and that is not godly, and it's not spiritual, and it's not, it doesn't help me um, express my neshama. So I want to just not you know get that out of the way. So I don't eat and I don't sleep and I don't do anything that I derive physical pleasure from. And that way I crush my physical and the desires and all that. And I allow my neshama to to shine. That was something again. It was it was practiced by many, and I'm sure it has roots in fine sarm and so on and so forth. And they're not damaging their actual body. Yeah, they're not. They're You're not, not ha- right. right. They're not chas You're not allowed to do that. luckily one is not right. allowed to cut so himself. They're, so they're but they are subduing it. They're mm-hmm. subduing their physical desires and pleasures. And they don't eat and they don't drink. You're not do So there's a line, obviously, like
1: right, like there's a line where that's obviously nutty and sort of cultish in today's day
2: and
1: age. And they know. But you're saying that there is something to it. It's not. It's not from nowhere. They're bringing
0: it. I'm, I'm it. sure that there is sources to the concept. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They still do know, do they? Poss- they Possibly. How does that one give standing? People you? beat themselves for young kipper.
0: It was called Sigufim. Well, do well, that. Lines. It's called it's called Tanesim, which is fast, and Sigufim. Which is uh, they they would um they would weaken their bodies. That's what they would do. I'm sorry.
2: Like aninu. Like aninu. I don't hear you. Aninu, if you fast, you ain't meant to Right. How many times a week can you say that? That's the question.
0: Well, as many times as you fast. <laughs> Okay, but, but,
1: but it's common. There's a common thing to fast twice a week, right? Common, no, there
0: are certain people that will fast twice a week, certain times of the year. B- b- the Bahab b- 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 is primarily b- after Yom Tov. Yeah. There are some b- 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 people that will even do Bahab b- 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 in certain weeks of Shmos <Shem-tiv> yeah. b- There's a concept of Shovvim. There is such a concept, but again, the Baal Shem Tov, who's the founder of the Hasidic movement, came out very strongly against all of this. He said, "This is not our way. Our way of awakening our neshama." Is not through uh, crushing the body in a physical sense. Nevertheless, notice here he uses these words. He says that one has to be Mevatish guf, which is crushed the body, ulachni <laughs> to subjugate it. Shall <laughs> should not darken over the light of the soul? Kemoshin Isbar Lil azor has brought in the name of the Zohar. The Zohar says, the czar uses a metaphor, which um, we we I think we discussed we studied earlier in chapter 29. And there the czar says that just like if you have a log of wood that's very dense, and you can't the fire can't catch. What do you gotta do? He splinter the log. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when the fire of our nishama is not catching within ourselves, we have to splinter the body. So here again we have this idea which is associated with physical um, harm or at least physical weakening of the body. But Tanya takes a different approach. He says, crushing here doesn't mean any literal or physical crushing. It means to feel crushed. It means strong feelings of tshuva, strong feelings of regret. So crushing, he, means, he looks at it here in a much more of an emotional level. That I feel crushed, I feel broken hearted. Like Lev Nishbar in Tehillim talks about having a broken heart. That doesn't mean you do anything to your heart chas right? But it means I feel brokenhearted. That's the type of crushing feeling that he's referring to here. Is there like a is
1: there, is there like a, um, a a, a era to do that? Is there like a meditation or is there a way yes. person yes. that? Yes, yes,
0: very much so. Those meditations are discussed earlier in Tanya, chapter twenty-nine, okay. where we discuss the lowliness of man and we think about sins of the past. Um, and we th- he thinks about he gives you a number of meditations, thinking really about our lowliness. And that is there to crush our egos and make us feel that Lev Nishbar. Is it different
1: than
0: Hisbodidus, or is that very similar? Hisbodidos means doing something in uh, a seclusion. Right. Now, what you're thinking when you're doing his bodus could be in any number of things. Okay, I'm
1: assuming, I'm assuming this, is not, this, this, this crushing of the soul is not done Crushing of the, the body. Crushing of the body is not done communally, right? No, that's community.
0: correct, that's correct, that's correct. Says, this is through deep thoughts of shuvah that come from the depths of the heart. Kemosha, of sham. As is written over there. Okay? So all of that is number one. He, that's, he spends these three lines on it, then he moves right on. So the, the first point is: in order to allow for the year of Shemayan to sort of grab hold in me, is to crush. That the negative, that ego, which comes through real, deep, and intense tshuva thoughts. However, the primary point, though, he goes into is number two. He says, Vahashain is the second step, is Yigias Hannefesh, the toil of the soul, Shalotichbad Alehoha Voda, that one should not, it should not be too difficult, um, no um, amount of effort should be too difficult, Lega Machshafta that a person should toil with his mind lahamik to think deeply to meditate bigdulas hashem and the greatness of hashem sha'a even a great period of time well, here we talk this is meditation meditation is not easy um, you know people's um, i think especially nowadays people's attention span they say is getting <laughs> sure is getting <laughs> less every day right the way our minds are wired, the way we're always you know, looking here, looking there, is very hard to concentrate for any significant period of time. Um, I've been told that there's even people who have difficulty to concentrate through one entire davening. You ever heard, you ever heard of such a person? But, you know, just, uh, you know of such people. Okay, you know, no lush and hard by the table here. But, in other words, our, the fact is, our minds flutter. They're, they're here, they're there, they're there. We're learning something, and then we're somewhere else, and then we're somewhere else. So there's an intense avodah. it's an intense effort required to actually focus and think about something for a considerable amount of time. And in Tanya, he calls that yegiyas hanefesh, the toil of the soul. This is not about crushing myself, this is not about shuva, this is not about anything. This is about the ability to actually think about Hashem, mm-hmm. and about the words of the davening, and the words of the tefillah, to think about it in a consistent manner. Because in order for something to affect us, in order to find that Yer shamayim, I have to be able to focus. To focus and learn and focus on Torah ideas about Hashem um, in order to awaken that feeling. And that's what he says. And he says, how much is necessary? How much does a person have to think in order to awaken He says, No two people are the same. Some people are more spiritual by nature. They think about Hashem and they're automatically inspired. Some people have to think about it for an hour or two. Right? He says, The amount of time necessary to meditate, to reflect on Hashem is not equal for every person. Yesh nefesh there is a soul that's very pure by nature. Hashem. As soon as the person reflects on the greatness of Hashem, Ya Hashem. The person is automatically overcome with a sense of fear of Hashem. Now, right in the beginning of Shulchan Aruch, one of the first things that Shulchan Aruch talks about, um, a lot of people miss this. A lot of people go to you know, Hilch Shabbos or Hilch Stifilin. What's one of the very first halachas in Simen Aleph? Is how a person should wake up in the morning. And it says, when a person wakes up in the morning, what's the first thing a person should think about? <inaudible> to think about that Hashem is here and Hashem is waiting for me to wake up to serve Him. So he's
1: just supposed to get up like a lion or something?
0: Right, exactly. The first of the Shulchan Aruch to wake up like Yizgaber Ka'ari, a person should should strengthen himself like a lion to wake up Lavoda Sabore to serve Hashem. Excuse me. <coughs> and the Shulchan Aruch says, some people, right away, they think about Hashem and they jump out of bed. Some people think about Hashem and pull a cover over their head. <laughs> right? <laughs> Right, snooze, right? Because people are different. The more spiritual a person is, spiritually in tune, so they think about it. Snap, right away. Oh, Hashem's waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm coming.
1: It's usually, a debate on whether I'm having a nirvul or not. What is that? It's usually, a debate on whether I'm having a nirvul or not. I can't move. I'm, this might be a nirvul. It might be happening.
0: <laughs> and you wait around until you make sure it's not.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, I got be sure. I don't want
0: to ruin it. So he says, he says, as written in Shulchan Aruch Orach is born in her when a person reflects Shemelach Hagadol. That the great king, the king of all kings, God Almighty Himself. Asher Malei, Kalhar, the entire world is filled with His glory. I made a love, Viraya be myself. This is a quote out of Shulchan Aruch. When a person is laying in bed in the morning, he thinks that Hashem, the mighty king, is standing above me, looking at me, and, and waiting for me to get my act together. Immediately, the year of the fear of Hashem should come to the person. That's, you know, that's an opportune person. That's, you know, the great, that's uh, that would be wonderful. Viyesh nefesh shfeila. But there is a lower soul. Betiva, it's nature, v'teldasa. Mimakar chutzva. From the, you know, each soul is taken from a different level of spirituality. So this one is taken from a lower area. Mimadreges tachtonos, the youth sphere is From the lower levels. Is this,
2: this is talking about specific people who have this? Or each person has both these levels of...
0: Nefesh. No, he's talking about different people. Certain people... Because some people have a lower A lower nefesh. nefesh in general. And every nefesh ultimately is rooted in Hashem. But the way it comes down to a person... is different. It's very different. And that's why you have There's people who are higher level people, more spiritual, less spiritual, more prone to be great. and tzaddikim less. Right? Every person can ultimately connect to Hashem. But for some people, it might take a lot more effort and a lot more energy, a lot more thinking.
2: So,
1: so, so i ask you a question on that, which is that... It's this higher and lower concept of levels, I mean, um, I understand it conceptually, but if Hashem is one and he's everywhere, then is there a higher and lower? Okay. So it's,
0: Great question. Yeah. Great question. Very broad question. And we'll, I, I don't want to get into that no, too I'm, much. I'm no, ha- The, just the basic idea, of course, there's one Hashem, but there is a million levels. I'm just throwing up the number of million, millions of levels of how much of that Hashem is revealed. This is a constant. There's a constant uh, state of what's called so the chain, so the chain of creation or <laughs> tzmuzum or hystalshlus. Mm-hmm. So saying, every person's so neshama from
1: from, from from more tzimtom, Exactly. Right? Exactly. So a person can be in a higher a higher plane, but there must be a so so. Where the echiv of the doris also mm-hmm. like right so we're a lower level mm-hmm. than now in general. So so. But, but on the same token, we're okay to get Mashiach mm-hmm. at this point. So there's. It seems to me that there's something about being in a lower level that has an advantage theoretically over a higher level. That's true. Our our ability to function in a top is greater than somebody who's at a higher level. Well said,
0: well said, well said. And that's a whole study for itself. Uh Um, But yes, sometimes because I lack all the great levels of revelation, I'm able to just connect to Hashem in a deeper, more emistic way because it's not based on revelation. It's based on my effort and reaching the very essence of my Hashem and connecting to the essence of Hashem. So there's truth to that. But at the same time, the fact is there are different levels, and there is the Gemara talks a lot about yuridas adoros, right? That, that, that the generations are less, the souls are of lesser strength and less lesser uh, stature. Okay, so back here he says you have the lower person and therefore this person is laying in bed thinking about Hashem but not finding it ki'im uvechoska. It requires tremendous strength. It's difficult for this person to find that godly inspiration within themselves. And especially, especially if this person, on top of being a lower level soul in the first place, also defiled themselves with sins of their youth, that sins cause separation, and therefore lack of sensitivity to that godliness that, that one has within himself. So yes, says the Tanya, there's going to be a lot of different levels. And a lot of us might struggle and say, you know, I thought about Hashem and I wasn't inspired. But here he says, and here's sort of the punchline, nevertheless, no matter what level you're at, if you put in this the, the effort, with strength, with persistence, rabba, that a person tries very hard with his thoughts and he puts in real diligence and effort, I with great depth, to think deeply about the greatness of Hashem, a considerable amount of time, for sure. It, this, it, the person will reach at least the basic level of Yira, the basic level of fear of Hashem necessary. And that's what he says. He says, that's the promise. He says, Some people might be quick, true. But every person has that ability. Even I got got the lowest level soul. Somehow I picked, I was like the last on the line when they were giving out the souls. I got the lowest level. And on top of that, I have a sinful youth. So everything, you know, everything against me. Everything is against me. I have every reason that it's difficult for me to be Maori, to awaken real years shamayim. Says the Tanya, but if I think about it enough, with that power of Das that we have for Moshe Rabbeinu, then I will be able to find that year of Shemayim. razal. as Chazal, yes. as Chazal say, Gemara that says, Gemara says in the Satham Nagila, that if a person says, I have toiled hard and have found, believe the person. The Gemara says there, if a person says, I've toiled, truly toiled, and didn't find, don't believe him. Because Torah promises us that if we put the effort, the necessary effort of learning and thinking about it, we will find that year of Hashem. as the Pasik says, and this he brings from Mishlei. He says, Um kakesef. If one searches for the year Shemayim, like one searches for money. Like when you uh, when you when you search deep in the ground, what are they called? When the uh, mining. When you search for treasure. So imagine you know there's a treasure in the ground. You know. But it's difficult. People, how long do people spend searching for treasure? Maybe years. But if you know there's gold there, you know, it's not like maybe it's gold. You know it's gold there, but it might take you a long time. Keep on going and you'll find it. Says the Pasuk. If we search for that, like, like we search for money and like we search deep in the ground for the treasures, az Tovin then you will find that Yerush Hashem that you have within you. Pir- that's the Pusach, and he explains Pirosh, Just like a person searches for a treasure, that's hidden in the depths of the earth, that one will not tire, and one will dig for it with tremendous effort, in the same way, one must dig with tremendous effort, Legalois shel to reveal the oitzer, the treasure of Yerushalayim, hatsafun which is hidden, bebinas hallev shall call Adam Yisrael in the understanding of the heart of every Jewish person. This is a level that's higher than time. This is the natural, hidden Yiras that is hidden within the heart of men. So, it's a question of searching for it. It's a, success, a question of not becoming tired in that search. But... And, and therefore, it might be difficult for me because I might have a lower level neshama. I might have sinned, and therefore I have all these blockages set up. Try hard enough, you'll find it, just like you find that hidden treasure. Okay, keep sinning. <laughs> so so it's not just your youth No, youth no, good up. point. Good. Call. So, so it you it keep. It sounds up. like you. It sounds like you. You. you will only. I mean, you're gonna mess up still, but like if you keep. Digging, then you're going to. it's it not like getting shame so sure, It's
1: not talking
2: about being like not making, right? not making, no, no, like, no, no. doing any No, ever, no right? I'm saying, but if you keep doing errors which blocks you from. Getting yeah, it's, right. Right. It's, it's like. So, so I
0: guess if we, like if we, yeah, That's if right. we use the metaphor, it's like I'm searching for the for the uh, gold, and I keep on throwing on dirt. Right. So right. I'm throwing on dirt and searching, but at the end of the day, you keep on searching and you find it. Yeah, I'm, I'm making I'm making it more difficult for myself. True. When I do sin. I do make it more difficult for me to be inspired than in anything. Yeah, right. So but you make it To
2: the point where it's just you know you're not getting anywhere, so you just give up. So Try I have to. Butter. So I have to work yeah, on right.
0: sitting a little less. <laughs> and this is not working, right? This idea of keeping on <laughs> throwing on the dirt while I'm digging is right. not working very well, right? Okay. I promised you a great story, and this is a real personal, first-hand story, uh, made in Chicago, and about the lines that we just read in Tanya, and that's why it's just it's, just a, it's one of my favorites. I've shared it to all types of audiences already. It happened, and it's likely some of you heard it from me, but it happened uh, three or four years ago here in Chicago. So I met a guy, and um, actually met him, uh, we were, we were, <laughs> it was before the yeshiva had our own mikvah, and we were using the one on Tui. I met a guy there, and he is a uh, very nice young man, obviously will remain unnamed here, but he lives here in Chicago, and he's a uh, young man, a Torah, he learns a lot of Torah. And we've, we got to talking a couple times and learning. He was learning something. I And we, we discussed things and we, we um, became friendly. And, you know, I'm guilty of being a Lubavitcher, so I said, you know, maybe what about learning some Tanya? So he says, it's a thought, let me. I'll discuss with my wife. I'll get back to you. So he gets back to me and he says, can't do it. Okay? I said, Why? He says, I discussed my wife. My wife told me that she was, she's been told by friends and others that if you learn Tanya with a Lubavitcher, you might end up becoming Lubavitcher. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't sign up for this. I, you know, we got married and we, we understood where we're coming from, where we're going, and I you know, this is what he says. So I said, okay, you know, far be it from me to, you know, get involved in anyone However, you did say that she said if you learn Tanya with a Lubavitcher. I have another idea. What if I, I'll i just get you a Tanya? You'll learn it on your own. So Sounds like a plan. He made sure it's okay. No problem. That so so that's what he did. So he got a Tanya, and I met him a number of times. He says, you know, I love it. He said, it actually helps me in my Avodah Hashem. It helps me serve Hashem better, daven better, learn better. It's amazing. And then he calls me one day. Again, this has got to be maybe three years ago. And he calls me and he says, I have a story for you. He says it's a great story. He says, I've I've come to a habit that my time you actually helps me when you know I struggle in different areas. He says, I was going through something yesterday. A, a personal struggle that I had, whatever it is. And I was leaving the house in the morning and I wasn't sure how am I gonna do today. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'll take the time you with me. You know, just as an added protection. And I was leaving the house and I felt silly. What, the the book is going to give me Shemayim? Like, Shemayim has to come from within. So I left the Tanya on my stender, And I went out to the car. I went out to the car, I turned on the uh, engine, and the 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 CD player is playing music. Beautiful words. And the words are that every person has a treasure of Shemayim in his heart. And if we dig hard enough, we'll find that treasure of Shemayim. And no matter how deep it is, you're going to find it if you dig. And I was tremendously inspired. And I realized I was right. I left the Tanya at home. I don't need the Tanya. I have the treasure of your in my own heart. And I went through the day, and it was wonderful. I came home at night, and I'm thinking, where were those words from on that CD that was in my car? The CD was a CD from Rumfried, Fried, um, the singer. So I came home, and I asked my wife and the kids for, an the, for, the, <laughs> for the jacket of the CD. I got the jacket, and I am at where the word's from. Chapter 42 in Tanya. That's what we just read about the Otsir Shel Yerushalayim, the the um the uh, the uh, treasure of Yerushalayim that's in the heart. And you have to dig for it. And I realized that although I left the Tanya on my table, the Tanya came out to my car to guard <laughs> me that day and help me in my Avoda session So he called me by night to tell me. He says the power of the Tanya, how it helped me in that day's avodah. So he told my stories, this is, uh, and this he, is the words that we just read. I
2: was like, did he happen to be learning around that that section also, no, no,
0: not at all, it? not at all. This is Avran Fried on one of his tapes has a whole song on these five lines of Tanya. And
1: his wife said, no more Labav.
0: <laughs> so, so actually, I was, I really, I love this story, and I, I put it. We have a class WhatsApp chat from my class from when we were in yeshiva. <coughs> and I just, I said the story. So one of my friends who lives in Australia actually, he says two days later in Australia there was a concert from Avram Fried. So, between the songs, he went out to Avram Fried and told him the story. <laughs> and Avram Fried says he loves it. He says going to say it over by his next concert. How that song was able to touch that person in the car. Now, I, I'm not a follower, so I don't know what happened by the next concert or anything. But that happened with this line of Tanya that we just read over here, these few lines. And that is a song of Avram Fried on his tape, on his CD, whatever, um, about the the um, treasure of Yerushalayim that there is within our hearts. It's a question of being persistent, of learning about Hashem and thinking about Hashem. And when we daven, as we said, that's the time ultimately throughout in the day that's devoted to thinking about Hashem. And to be able to, you know, harness our minds to really focus on the words of davening, which, as most people know, is not an easy task because our mind is all over the place. It wanders. It wanders, but it is up to us to be able to try to focus and try, just like just like when we're learning, if you're learning for a test, so you have as much as your mind might naturally wander, you have to force yourself to you know, focus.
2: Does he, he then goes on to tell you what exactly how, to, how what to do or how to
0: do that? Well, he's going to talk. He's going to talk yeah. here more. We're we're, we're continue next week. with can but about he talks about how Hashem is watching me and about the Ayin Ronaos and like shamash. Like what to
2: think to get to that level? No, like You what, buy it, Tanya. You take it with you. I is that's, that's what you do? So is, is learning what you're supposed to be doing? Is that what you Learning to
0: be doing? learning parts of Torah that deal directly with Hashem, with Hashem and Hashem's watching us. You know, the, you know, if a person learning. Um, halacha about um, Shabbos is very, very important, but that's not going to give me um, thinking about Hashem, watching me, and my connection to Hashem. Right? When we say the words of davening, what we're talking about is Hashem and Hashem's creation and Hashem's greatness and so on and so forth. And that some of the ideas we'll discuss over here, but a lot of it is in different forum. But is,
2: is there's specific formula. It's not just like, okay, go just think about Hashem. Well, it seems
0: like there's a lot. D- different forum that talk about Hashem and Hashem's relationship to us. Here we'll talk. We'll discuss about some okay, of that here as well.
2: So you like to watch uh, nature shows, but, or, or go, look outside of nature because that brings you closer to Hashem. Th- then that's you know something. The thing, for
0: sure, things, for sure. That's as long as I'm focused on that, and I'm thinking about uh, the, the, the Gedullah Hashem, Hashem, and the creation and Hashem. Is, yeah, there's a that, lot of sperm that, written that is, on. The
1: bottom line like you know when you're when you're learning something, whatever it is in Torah, any Torah concept, you're you're at that point um, uh, inspired or like at least occupied with Torah study. So it naturally comes with a certain level of protection. Or you don't
2: really think about
1: it. I know, what I'm saying, but if you're in a Gemara or something, like you're in a concept, you're not like thinking about other stuff or you shouldn't because I can't really right. do both. Right. But I think that this is talking about more like what sticks with you, you know, what you can learn to stick with you on the times that you're not fully occupied by Torah stuff. Right? Exactly. You're, you're, was... during your day. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're learning something, it doesn't matter, Shabbos, whatever it is, like if you're learning about Shabbos, like I'm not really doing anything else. Right, that's correct. Right, but, but, if I'm, but, if I'm, but if I'm going out to work, or if I'm going out of my day, what can I learn that can carry with me in my heart
0: and in my mind to protect me? Yeah, it's a, it, it, in Shulchan Aruch it says, before a person davens, Shulchan Aruch it says, Yisbonin That a person should take time to think about the greatness of Hashem. Now, again, learning Hilchot Shabbos is the fulfillment of a mitzvah of Talmud Torah. But I'm not at that point thinking about the greatness of Hashem. That's not going to bring me to Ahavas Hashem or yiras Hashem because I'm not thinking about Hashem. I'm thinking about if I'm allowed to do this, allowed to do that, and all the different details of that, which is extremely important. It's the mitzvah of Torah. But that's not yisbonin be Hashem. I'm not thinking at that point about Hashem. Versus when I learn sferim such as Tanya or other books of Chasidus or other books that deal with the inyadim, how of, of, of Musar
1: people often Yeah, sure.
0: Right. When you're reading Tehillim and you're learning it properly, you learn it the Mefarshim. Tehillim is all about the greatness of Hashem and all the different praises of Hashem and all different um, ideas about that. So when I'm learning that, I'm learning directly about Hashem. So there's many parts of Torah that talk about Hashem and Hashem's creation and Hashem's greatness and the way Hashem relates to us and the way we relate to Hashem. All of that is all different forms of being and thinking about the greatness of Hashem. Now you talk about thinking about nature. A lot of Svarim talk a lot about that. In our davening, we talk a lot about nature. In our davening, in the sitter, we talk about the snow, we talk about the trees, and we talk about the stars, and we talk about the sun. We're talking about nature. We're talking about recognizing that Hashem is behind all of nature. And the more we think about that, the more Hashem becomes a reality in our mind and heart. Okay? Let's go maybe a little bit a little bit more here. A couple more lines. Um, where, where am I? Yeah. Um, the line that starts with the word hamisuterus, about ten lines down, the page 223 on the bottom of the page, he says. So he says all of us have this fear of Hashem, that treasure of yiras Shemaim in our heart. In order to bring this into actuality, that I don't just have a you know some type of feeling of yiras Hashem, but that it should affect my actual um, the way I act, my deeds. To have fear of sin sur Yasurmeira, that one should move away from bad bimaisa indeed, deeper words, maqshava, thought. Sarich Laloisa. So one has to reveal that treasure of your Shamaim. Mibatspune Binas Halev from the depths, the hidden depths of the heart. Shalomila Mehazman, that's sort of higher than time, it's just this this uh, transcendent feeling. Lahavia Lubchinas Mahshava Mamesh Shabimbayak. To bring it into our actual thoughts in our mind that we think about it. To think deeply. Literal amounts of time. Until its effect comes out from the potential to the actual. That a person should, be, uh, should not do bad and do good. Thought, speech and deed umabit umazin That's from the davening of Rosh Hashanah. the Hashem who, who's looking at us and gazing at us and listening to us mevin al and understands everything we do uboichin and tests our hearts. U as say histakil that a person should we say this in Pirkei a person should look deeply in three, to remember always three things. I in Shemas, that there's always that eye that's watching and that ear that's hearing and that all that everything that we do is written in Hashem's record books so to speak and to and the more I think about Hashem the more I remember Hashem at every point in time and that keeps that my avodah should be the way Hashem wants me to do it so I think we'll stop here by this Vigam but the so the basic summary of what we learned here today is the two basic points, the two approaches that are necessary in order to awaken the year Shemayim. One, he talked about the internal crushing of ourselves, which is the idea of tshuva, feeling bad for sins of the past, which removes dirt, right? Because you asked about the sins that are constantly coming, tshuva removes dirt. So, yeah, I sinned, and no one doesn't sin from time to time, but when we feel badly and we regret it and we resolve not to do it, that removes that. So that's part one. But the more important part that he focused on is the importance of thinking about it. Thinking about it and learning about it and not tiring from thinking about it. And he gave that beautiful um, metaphor of just like in, when you're searching for the treasure and you're tirelessly searching and digging and digging. That's how we should search for the Yerushalayim that we have within our hearts. And that's through constantly not tiring of focusing on it and thinking about it when we daven, before we in. Um, and in that way, making Hashem much more of a reality in our minds so we always feel that Ayin Rayya is in Shemas, that Hashem is always there with us, washing us, and that keeps us on the uh, on the straight and narrow. So we will continue from there oh, yeah. next week so, yeah. in your Sahashem. And um